Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I'm outside, Jake. Yeah, I understand why you're outside. It's hotter than hot. This has been such a pain in the arse to set up. I'm telling you now. And it's like my microphone is literally, as I've said that, my microphone is literally sent my camera out of focus. <laughs> While I do that, Dex and Jake is here as always. Tell me how your week's been, mate. It's been a busy one, mate. Uh, I've been doing bits and pieces around the house, but this one is a busy one because we're getting into the last little bit of my little and being at nursery. So it's all that kind of emotional kind of, tr- not trauma, but kind of like, get it, oh my gosh, she's getting older. She's still at school. We're having to do that. We've had a lot of birthdays and parties all of a sudden uh, due to a friend she's made. So every other weekend she's had a party. Plus dancing. It's been a bit full on and hectic and trying to also figure out some bits for the channel for future uh, videos and hopefully podcasts, uh, which we can do in person. So trying to figure some bits out there. But apart from that, it's been a busy one. It, this heat just does not help on days like today when you're in an office recording and your window faces the back garden and the sunshine's all there. And I, I, I think we checked early, 35 in here. 36, so it's hot. Yeah, it was 33 in my car today on the way to work and on the way back. Um, How's your week been? Hot. Just ridiculously hot. Like, trying to do my job in this heat is just not fun. You should have Uh, not bothered going to Portugal. You should have just stayed here, saved some money. It'd have been been all right, wouldn't they? But, like, with the... um, with the heat, it's just been, it's been unbearable because you want to be sat up, sat up having, sat out in a garden like this, yeah. you know, having a drink. You don't want to be, you don't want to be working really, do you? It, 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 it very much what you said on Twitter earlier, they're soon going to have to figure out a way, if this is going to be the norm soon, they're going to have to have a way of being better for workers and how it is for people because. It, we're just not going to survive if we keep being like this every summer. Well, it is the norm. Sorry, I'm just going to move. I've just realised I've parked myself next to our... Uh, we've got a hedge and we it's our discard pile and I've just got a thorn in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I've just literally parked myself next to it because currently I've got an XLR dangling out the house window from upstairs. My office is hotter than your office, mm. so it's it's. T- I think it was touching thirty eight on my internal thermometer in there. Yeah, and I was like, no, this isn't happening. This it's not. It's not, not a fun day to be a content creator. Let's put it that way. No, it's not. And can I focus? Right, I'm on autofocus because I thought it'd make life easier. Focus. There we go. It's got my fist. My fist is now in focus. We're going to have to deal with that one today, guys. Look, you're getting, you're getting a podcast. I was going to do just audio only, but I thought we'll try it this way and see if we can, we can get it's, away with it's it. It's a logistical nightmare for Dex. We're planning to figure it out, but he, if he can figure it out, he will do it. And I'll, the message I got on, on as, I, as we were just getting ready, the podcast goes on. I'll see how it's set up. It's dedication, guys. It's very much dedication. Well, it's either that or it ain't happening this week, because let's be honest, mate, it's not getting any cooler, is it? So, no, no. Yeah. I was going to eat a Calippo on the podcast. However, I did think if I do that, then I end up with 
people in our community that are pretty handy with video editors nowadays. Mm. And I don't really yeah. want to be popping out a Calippo then sucking on it. Yeah, that <laughs> on the I, podcast. Get, get, go with your better judgment there, mate. I mean, we already had the cream incident. Yeah, we did. I don't need to add fuel to the fire. But yeah, I hope this podcast has found you well. It's only took us what six minutes to actually get to that to get to that part. But yeah, um, I can't imagine it's going to be the longest we go for. But there's been a lot happen in terms of in terms of genuine like transfer news and things like that. We've we've broke out videos individually on the channel, but we've not actually sat yeah. down and spoke about it together, have we? So no. Um, let's get straight into the news this week. If I am speaking a little bit quieter as well, it's because I am actually outside and obviously. There are people outside, probably having beers at this time. Yeah, trying not to be too obvious. And this focus is doing my nutting, Jake. So I'm actually going to stop the podcast for a second and put it on manual focus because it's really angering me. Cool. Well, I've put it on manual focus now. So uh, I'm, I think my microphone's probably going to be the thing in most focus because do you know what's really annoying? We use the like my phone for parts of this podcast. Yeah. And my phone's got... the. You know, to remote control my camera, yes, it has to be through the Wi-Fi on your phone, which means you can't actually use Wi-Fi, which means you can't use your phone if you want to do it nice. remotely. It's quite annoying. I could do with like a remote app that you could just do through PC and just tweak it that way. But or pick up a cheap tablet and put the app on there. Yeah, you could. I could. I could probably do that, couldn't I? Actually, yeah. Yeah, you'll pick up a cheap <laughs> tablet, put the app on there, and then you can use it as a video monitor at the same time. Yep. Yep. Definitely could easily do that. That's not a rain cloud, is it? Well, we'll find out if I lose all my equipment in the podcast ends forever. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> let's get into the. It'd be so long. Yeah, as it you genuinely as would. It genuinely would, because a massive cloud's just gone over, which is why the darkness it, the darkness is emerging. So we'll see. This is fun. Living on the edge. We're going to be living on the edge for the next hour or so. Probably yeah. not going to be an hour, this, let's be honest. Right. Um, the Owls have signed Akin Famiao. We're in the news now. We are. Actually, we've got a pronunciation edit here. Apparently, it's Akin fa May wo Famiwo. Akin fa May wo Famiwo. No, now, where are you getting the where are you getting the right? That is fa. If that's fa. phonetically spelled and that's correct, that is fa because it's got fa. no y on fa. it. Ah, I'm fa. Y in no. May. May. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Fa. Uh, no, that would be me. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just could be known as Akin to me. I said Famiow. No Is it Famewo? That would uh, make sense, actually, reading it. Mm. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Wednesday have completed the signing of... This is from the Wednesday website. Wednesday have completed the signing of Akin Femio. <laughs> I'm still doing it. From Norwich City for an undisclosed fee. The 23-year-old becomes Darren Moore's sixth signing of the summer transfer window. The versatile defender is a centre-half by trade and can, be, and can also slot across adeptly into the left-back berth. Famiwo began his career with Luton Town, breaking into the Hatters' first team at just 17 years old before joining Grimsby Town on a short-term loan. Norwich made a permanent move for the Londoner in January 2019, after which Famiwo 
joined St Mirren in the Scottish Premiership for a temporary stint. The breakthrough season came in 2021 when he joined Charlton Athletic on loan, making 22 appearances for the Addicts as they narrowly missed out on a playoff place in League One. Famiwo returned to the Valley for a second loan spell at the start of the 2021-22 campaign and went on to become a mainstay in the Charlton back line, playing 40 games and scoring his first senior goal in a 3-2 win over Wimbledon in February. So we've got a centre-back that's got League One experience. What's your thoughts on that one, Jake? This one came out of a bit of left field because no one really knew up until... Uh, Atty followed him on Instagram that this one was in the, even in the pipeline. I hadn't heard anything, but apparently it's another player that Darren Moore's had his eye on for a little bit. Something that you're noticing with some of the players that we're bringing in, Darren Moore's already scouted them from way back and wanted to get some of them in. It's a smart signing. He's only 23. So we've got that room to grow, grow and get a player out of there that we know who's already got leave one experience. Yes, there was a video that was going around when we played Charlton where apparently Patterson did him in a game and it's like, it doesn't matter. Either when they play now, it'll get better. And what gets me about him is that Darren Moore, every time you hear one of our signing talk, it's, well, the gaffer turned around and said this and he just made me feel, oh, he told me what he wanted. And for the people going, oh, Darren Moore's obviously not this great. It, it got to be players are wanting to come play for him. Kind of thing. He's a good player. Well, we've with seen League it over and over again. We've seen it over and over again. We saw it last season. Yeah. And it's carried on through to this season. So, yeah. It, it, and the fact that he can play left back as well, again, it's a down more signing who can play any position. It's a very smart signing. I think the undisclosed fee actually turned out to be about 50K. Yeah, I know. People were saying, is it going to be like 300 odd or, or yeah. whatever? But 50K, that's barely anything in this it, market, isn't it? It's nothing, and it's it was a signing where I like this signing mainly because us as fans did it wasn't all over the place. It wasn't like a wilt which had come out and leaked. We didn't know about it, so there's that bit of mystery. But the fact that he's already played so many League One games already is a fresh breath air, and it sounded like he wanted a change of scenery. He wanted to have a new place to go, and when I found out it was a permanent, I was even better because it's an, again it's another position filled that we needed extra body for. I'm going to let you off because it's 30-odd degrees, but you just said a fresh of breath air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though. There is a nice breeze now. Mate, you should have done it outside. Oh, if I had the chance to set it up, I would have done. And Because it's going to rain on me now, and I'm literally going to have to cut this podcast short and throw... I've got a tarp over there just in case. Um, It'll turn yeah, into the so what podcast. I, <laughs> so what I didn't do in my video was break down his FIFA stats, which is something that has become a Talking Wednesday yeah. staple, really, hasn't it? So he's uh, on FIFA. He is a 65-rated centre-back with 73 pace, 24 shooting, 41 passing, 49 dribbling, 64 defending, and 71 physical. Now, for a 23-year-old, that's pretty good potential for the future in that regard. Yeah. So... And 73 pace isn't too bad, actually, for a starter in career mode. So I would, I would take that any day in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, I think his age is, is good. For, for a permanent, knowing that he's got a home here, that's going to be big. You know, mm. he said that bit of that in his interview. And he's got that League One experience. Talking about, like, Patterson skinning him and things like that, that's not really relevant when he's 23 and he's learning, you know, because he's here to develop his yeah. career and we, we play with three centre-backs predominantly. So, 
that's going to be the big, a big thing. And there. the one of the big things he said in his interview, I want to learn off Darren Moore because he was an ex-centre-back himself. So there's going to be things that he can show me that I don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah, brilliant about uh, Family World there. I've skipped the the match bit because we've not had a match in so long <laughs> that yeah. I automatically just skipped it. But we have had a match this week, Jake. Sheffield yes. Wednesday played Harrogate Town. What are your thoughts? Fantastic strike by Josh Windass. If that's the Josh Windass we're getting this season, I am going to be very happy. He looks like he's back in fitness, looking like he wants to ball. And then Michael Smith getting his uh, penalty, which is great. All around, it was a really good little bit of a workout for the lads. And any result that doesn't go our way, just remember, it's all about pre-season. It's all about fitness. It's all about getting the lads ready and gelling together. The big thing is, for me, is seeing uh, Glover and Galvin play again. Glover seems like a very good player. And Pierce, uh, Pierce Charles as well, the keeper. It's nice to see that we're getting some youngsters put into the team now because I think we have to start utilising that academy more. And games that are pre-season where you can take them with you to go see what they're like and where they're at is huge. Because the thing that people keep forgetting, Alex Hunt is technically a first-teamer in terms of what his position is, and he's got to show it this year. So if you've got someone like a Glover knocking on the door trying to get his place, it might motivate him to push on. But it was a very good result for Wednesday and a good workout. Yeah, well, it wasn't about the result, was it? It was uh, It's a shame that Smith's first goal was a penalty. But yeah. hopefully many more of those to come. And if he's on penalties and we've got a solid penalty taker there, because Bannon was on penalties for a while, was. wasn't he? Yeah. And I, so I, I kind of gladly take Bannon off penalties. Sorry, Baz, if you're watching. I'd, I'd rather have someone else on. Have a striker on him. That's what they're usually meant for, aren't they? Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a good run out. It's all about, it is all about the fitness side of it now. And obviously they're going to be in Portugal and that's going to add more to it in the, in the temperature. They genuinely didn't need to go anywhere for temperature. They, could, all, they, could, they, they could have gone back to Wales like they did last year without it this week. Speaking of general football, you've been watching any of the women's Euros? Yes, I have. It's been really good to watch. I've enjoyed it. I've not... I'll be honest, I missed the England match because I was busy. And I'm watching it tonight. Obviously, the time of recording because they're playing tonight, aren't they? Yes. Um, but I watched... I managed to watch the the, the really boring match, uh, Sweden. Mm. Did you watch that? Yeah, that was a bit boring. <laughs> I managed to turn it on and watch that and I was like, oh, for God's sake. But I'm I'm going to try and watch more of it because it's football, isn't it? It's the Euros. Football, yeah. We can be like, we can sing it's coming home all over again. Definitely. Just to, it is a little bit annoying we couldn't get our ground to be one of the stadium, but hey-ho. Our ground doesn't have this sort of like modern turnstiles and kiosking that they'd want yeah. though, is it? Because you, you need that. Yeah. You'd need that site. We're a proper traditional stadium, so... You'd understand you why we're old there. school. Yeah, we are. Even if though... We'd have, if we'd have actually gone through with the World Cup plans, that would be different because you'd... Well, even though I was actually speaking areas. to um, someone we've had on the podcast before, Workout, and he was saying, technically, because Chancery owned stadium, it's technically not part of, like, the actual FFP. Could he technically do Stutter Stadium because it wouldn't technically go, uh, go towards the FFP because he's... He owns the stadium. That's a really good shout. 
There's got to be a loophole in there somewhere. Yeah. Where, yeah. Because it's a, a great shot by workout. Yeah, because if, if it's just Transiri's money, it's not going. It's not coming from the club anymore, is it? He can just be like, I want to no. spend this on the stadium because it's my stadium. Yeah. Mm. Top tip. Remind, remind me when this podcast go big to get worker on our loopholes. Because then we could end up throwing him, because when he, when he eventually sells Wednesday, he could just throw the stadium back in and he's got a revamped stadium. Yeah. He could be like, I'll give you the stadium for a cut price fee. Yeah. So, yeah. There's ways. Um, at the time of recording, there's still no news on Wilkes. It's gone a bit quiet, that one. I think what do you the think is going to happen with Wilkes? The Wilkes, I still think it's going to happen. I think, I think it'll surprise us. I think it, they're working out the kinks. Yeah, I think this. I think it's working out the kinks. It's working out a good happy medium where both sides are happy with the agreed fee. The thing is, Hull are bringing in a lot of attacking players now, and he's going to be about third or fourth choice. They've got a player there that they've made who they take the option on, and then they turn around and told him, "We want to sell you anyway." Which I get it. They want to recruit the money back. They pay one point two million, and I get why they want nine hundred k. But nine hundred k for a player who's only got a year left is a lot of money. Especially Where did 900k come from? What have um, I missed? There was a talk. A friend of mine who's a Hull fan, he basically said the rumour around there is they want around anywhere from 750 to 900k. In right. how much to pay for him. Now, I think we're looking around, if we put an offer well, at 200... I, I, I want a record deal, but we can't always get what we want. Yeah. But it's that thing, I think we're looking at around 500 to 600k. But I think that's the sticking point. They still want a big top money for him. But the thing is, you've got a player who's made it very clear he wants to play at Wednesday kind of thing. He's made it clear he wants to be there. You've got a club that's saying we're not going to sell you until the price is right. You just made a lot of money on George Hunneman during the trap bill window. You just brought in Gene Seri. You're bringing in lots of big name players. Just let him go. You can't squabble about that much money, you're going to have a player who's not going to be happy there. That could ruin your dressing room. You know what I mean? I still yeah, think especially it... if the player's already checked, pretty much checked into another club, it's not really going to... It's not going to vibe that well, is it? No. I get no, it. I get it. I get it. I get it from a whole point of view. They want good business, but when is it good business and then the player... Because the thing is, this is also come... I think it'll come down to an agent. An agent might turn around to a club to, to say to Wilkes and say, look, let's just see what we can do, pay you out your contract if we can, and then you can go. Or sit down and say, mutual agreement, you don't want to be here, you want to sell him, let's just move on. I don't know. It's a, I still think it's going to happen, but I think it's one of these ones that's going to rumble on throughout the entire transfer window until something happens and we say we've moved on to new targets or suddenly we get that incoming siren or owl do you want one more on twitter or better yet a follow from atty and then we know it's done well speaking of that incoming siren like this is the one that got me i surprised with this and i actually thought it was wilkes so this is from the wednesday website again reese james joins owls on loan the owls are pleased to announce the signing of reese james and a season-long loan from blackpool the 28 year old is wednesday seventh summer edition joining a day after the permanent capture of fellow defender Akin Famuo. Um, predominantly a left-back, James is equally comfortable on the left of midfield. 
The fullback played 57 games for the Laptics and went on to join Sunderland, later signing for Doncaster. This is previously in his career. James played 80 games in two seasons for Rovers, scoring nine goals with the bulk of those appearances coming under Darren Moore. He joined Blackpool at the start of last season and now bolsters Wednesday's ranks ahead of the 2022-23 campaign. So that one I thought was Wilkes coming in, mm, was uh, yeah. was Reese James. So what are your thoughts on this one? This one surprised me because I know we were in for him a season or two ago when he was a free agent and it never happened. I think we even did a video on it on one of the podcasts where we broke it out where we, were after, where we were after him. And back then, I think I turned around and said that it's a smart move because he had his best bell under Darren Moore. He played his best football under Moore. He is, again, a player that Darren Moore's already worked with, can already get used to his tactic, isn't, isn't going to be a big upheaval, already knows South Yorkshire with him being at Donny. It's a smart move. And alone, and by the sounds of it, if he does well, there's a possibility we could get him on a free at the end of his deal at Blackpool because it sounds like he's out of the Blackpool picture. Because they, they kind of said, uh, Appleton kind of said, look, it's up to him to do well at Wednesday and then it's up, up to him what happens after that kind of thing. So it, that this was, this was one that really, it shocked me. But then when you look at what position it is, it's a left back come left midfielder. It makes sense. If you know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense because it's another position we're really short on on that side. And I'm starting yeah, to think... And... Go on. I'm starting to think now, all we're probably missing is probably another creative midfielder, a right winger and a striker. Well, it'd be interesting if he did join because uh, this the story sort of develops from the Gazette. This is from the Gazette. Um, quote, Reese James admitted he jumped at the chance to get regular game time at Sheffield Wednesday. The fullback became the second Blackpool player to depart the club on loan last week following the footsteps of Oliver Casey who joined Forest Green Rovers. James made just 19 appearances last season and once everyone is fit would be considered to be many uh, to, to be by many to be Blackpool's third choice left back. With that in mind James didn't take too much persuading to link up with Darren Moore, a manager who previously played under at Doncaster Rovers. It's some, uh, This is uh, James's words Quote, it's something that came up quite quickly and it was something I wanted to jump at. I'm, I'm excited for the challenge. People know about the vision the club has got. It should be in a, a lot higher division. And with what the gaffer wanted to achieve, it was something I wanted to be a part of. The gaffer is always someone I've worked with previously and probably had my best two seasons in football with him. So hopefully I can do that again. He gave me that belief, but it's also the way his play suits me as a footballer as well. Playing under him last time, I had one of the best seasons in terms of my scoring ratio as well, so hopefully I can achieve that again. We're one of the biggest clubs in the league, so we're always going to have that target on our back, so we've got to make sure we're ready for those challenges. The fans are unbelievable here. You can see you can see that each week. We've just got to make sure we do things right for them, end quote. Probably didn't need to take that from the Blackpool Gazette there in the dock, because oh. that was from his uh, interview transcribed, but they transcribed it, so I'll give yeah. it him. Um, but yeah. If, if he wants to stay here and he can kick on and be one of those players that actually does all right for us, then why not? You know, One of the articles I saw that was with Dom, uh, he did one where he was talking, I think he was talking to one of the uh, Gazette uh, journalists and he was, they were saying how he's probably a very good League One player, but Championship was probably a bit of a step too far for him. That's what they were saying. Maybe on too their... far too soon sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. His level is League One, maybe... He's not, he's 28, so he's he's not like he's a 
spring chicken, but it's that other thing where he played for the likes of Wigan. He, he's had good spells and it's one of those ones where you look at it and again, it just comes down to Darren Moore knowing a player and know what he can do. And if you notice a lot through this window, it's either players he's worked with before or it's players who he's had on his right radar in a long time. And the thing is, the interesting part for me in this entire transfer window will be a middle of August time because I think that's when you're going to see the Premier League teams start well to... Yeah, thank you. I was concentrating. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to see them start looking to loan out some of their young t- youngsters. And this is where Darren Moore is key. He got such a good relationship with the Youth Academy due to the work he did at West Brom. He's well known at making young players better. He got that link up there to do that. And there's a lot of clubs that trust him to take him in and do well. Like there's the situation with Theo last season. Yes, it didn't work out for him, but it sounds like from an NK point of view, it was the similar kind of attitude he had at MK that he had at Wednesday. So it wasn't much a Darren Moore thing. It could have been a player thing. And sometimes no, get... I think that's pretty much the case there. It does seem to be a player thing there. Yeah, and if that's the case, if they get it from two, they know, right, we need to figure out how to get it out of the player. But they will have sent him originally because they know what Darren Moore can do with lone players and young players. We've seen it for our own sake. Look at Brennan last season. He did step up. This is where I think if we can get our academy back to a really good position while Darren Moore's in charge and after that, will be set a lot better. The thing is, Darren Moore, for me, he's concentrating on first team, but I do. I know he's also trying to figure out how to get the under-23s and under-18s in a position where they can step up. And that's something we've not had in a long time. And I like that Darren Moore does that. And you spoke about... Um, and you spoke about Brennan. Brennan's been speaking, actually, since his loan to Swindon. So this is from The Star. Quote, it was announced last week that Kieran Brennan would spend the season on loan with ambitious League Two side Swindon Town in an effort to further develop his talents and return ready for a challenge for a senior pl- senior place in the Wednesday squad. Um, I'll just go to the bit where he's been speaking to the Swindon yeah. advertiser where he said, and quote, having spoken to Sheffield Wednesday and the gaffer there about it, I've got two years left on my Wednesday contract and I feel like now is the perfect time to go out and play games and prove where I am and prove what my potential is. Growing up, people have said that to me all the time. You could play there. You could play here or you could play at this or that level. Ultimately, it's down to me to show people what I can do. That's why I'm here to show people what I'm capable of. You get told whatever you want. You can get told whatever you want before signing, but no one is guaranteed to play games. I didn't come here thinking I'll walk straight into the team. I came to prove that I should be in the team. I'm not one to rest on my laurels. If I have a good game or a few good games in a row, I'll still be working hard to get in the team and stay in the team. End quote. I think that's a good attitude to have, and I think if he uh, he's obviously he's with he's got two years on his deal, so if yeah. he can uh, if he can get that game time, and he can it it might be one of those. Unfortunately, with Wednesday's ambitions, unless he really does kick on, it might be one of those where he actually gets to League One level, but we have to mm. sell him because we're you know. Yeah, we, it, he becomes more of a money maker for us, which would be unfortunate. But it's the academy working for what the academy's worked for. If he becomes a League One player and we're in the championship with higher ambitions by then, yeah, then you sell him. But it's it's all about his development. It'll be a mutually beneficial thing. So, but it would again, be nice to see. It comes down to that whole thing. The gaffer and I spoke. The last I can't remember the last time we had a manager 
where you hear a lot about players talking about the gaffer in such a way that said he kind of gone and he'd go out and do instead of going, well, I spoke to my agent and then we decided to stay because we can't. He, he's a man manager. You can tell that from what people say, can't you? Yeah, it's pretty obvious on that regard. Yeah, in that regard, even, James, words. Um. So, yeah, it doesn't look like Wednesday are done, though. This is from the Yorkshire Post. Sheffield Wednesday assistant coach Jamie Smith is hopeful of the Owls completing more signings before the transfer window shuts on September 1st. Wednesday have had an incredibly active summer, with seven signings arriving at Hillsborough after 14 senior players left the club at the end of the season. Darren Moore has strengthened it in all departments with a new keeper in Stockdale, four defenders in the shape of Ben Hennigan, Michael Awekwe, Akin Famiwo and Reese James, while Will Volks has added to the midfield options and Michael Smith has bolstered Wednesday's strike force. End quote. Just a side note. Volks is injured. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Wednesday, mate. Um, Smith remained coy on what biz- uh, could be the business for the next... For the owl... Oh, my God. What business could be next for the owls? after their 2-0 friendly win over Harrogate Town on Friday night, but did remain hopeful of getting some more signings it completed this summer. It's been good business for us so far in the close season, and it's good to have them working with us. You'll have to speak to the gaffer on how many more are to come in, but yes, hopefully we'll get some more in. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't really get involved in that side of things. My work is on the grass, the gaffer and the recruitment team with the chairman, they work and all that. Obviously, we have conversations, but I don't get too involved with how it works. End quote. I can see a couple more. Yeah. You know. Um, he mentioned he mentioned it's important to have it done before Portugal, if it, a lot of it done before we go to Portugal, and we've never really done that before before the preseason camps. No. So the fact that we are doing that now it, is a it, better sign. It's a good sign that we're starting to learn lessons. And the thing is, people have kind of had the whole thing because we're in Portugal. They think, oh, there's nothing going to be happening transfer wise. That's not the case. The transfer business will still be going on while Darren Moore's in Portugal. The only difference is he might get a phone call, phone call from the chairman going, this deal's ready to go. Have we spoken to the player? Do you want to do a quick Zoom meeting with him or do you want to wait until we get back and meet him in person? Still, we can still do deals while they're out there, but it's more likely going to be happening when he gets back so we can have a face-to-face and a personal connection with him. The thing is, so far, we have done well. I still think with the Volks thing, it makes sense if we are looking at another midfielder, possibly sending, it sounds like Alex Hunt could be going back out on loan again to League Two. So if that's the case, you probably need another midfielder in to replace him and maybe one more, depending on what the situation with Volks is. I still think we need a striker. People keep telling me we don't. I don't know about your thoughts on it. I still think we probably need one more striker. And yeah, I do. I just think I just think we also need someone who's a bit more creative. Who, if Byron Bannon wants to rest or something, he can do, or have someone who can have that spark because Josh Windath is that. But we need someone who's, I'd say, a little bit younger just to kind of push on and give us that little bit of get you off, get you off your seat kind of thing magic. Flair, you know what I mean? We don't have a pacey striker. No. Because Windass ain't a striker. I mean, he can play that role, but he's he's said himself he's not a striker. Yeah. Either 10 or so, he plays on the wing and cuts inside. I mean, he'll be as good as a striker, let's be honest. Yeah. In League One, he's proven that. He can just... He gets us goals and he knows what he's doing, but he's not an out-and-out striker. He's not a number nine. Um, and we could do with a pacey number nine. Yeah. I mean, he won't become the number nine because 
that's Gregory, obviously. But um, I think having a pacey option is the way to go with it, really. And I do think that's what we're looking at. I still say keep an eye on that Kyle Joseph. Mm. Yeah, maybe. We another one, one we mentioned last week. Yeah, it's another one that's just gone quiet a little bit. Because thing, yeah, gonna, well, you... Hayden Roberts isn't happening now. We were linked with him earlier. He's gone to Derby. Yeah. Well, who hasn't gone to Derby? You, either used to I play for or linked I, with. I must say, and I'm not saying this from a perspective, like because I know they're like, oh, this is what happens when you get a takeover. You can sign players and stuff again. But knowing what we did after we got into some financial troubles, I'm like. But are you just creating more debt for the club? Are you just creating more loss? Because I assume apparently they're on a business plan from the EFL, which I think their I think their wave bill was eight million. It's got to be four million now or something to that aspect. It's got to be four million on the wave bill that they've got to agree with the EFL with. That's what I've does read. it make does it because if they are financially allowed to do what they are currently doing. It actually feels like they were punished slightly less than we were for going into admin. Yeah. Which is just hypocritical, really, isn't it? I, I'm just annoyed with how much time they got given. No, I, I, I didn't want to see that. Nobody, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you really want to see them go bust. No, I'm not I don't, I don't want to see a club like, go bust. But you look at how many other they, clubs did go bust, and granted, the difference is they still had funding, whatever the wherever that was coming from, because. They'd have funding from potential owners who may take over, who paid that part of the wages. Then you'd have yeah. the stuff where Rooney's agent apparently paid some wages, which doesn't sound right. It's like, if we if we broke a little loophole on the stadium, what loopholes have they suddenly broken? Because they did that as well. Yeah, they did, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> and we, we, had a, we got embargoed and we yeah. couldn't sign players. And we couldn't actually pay for players. We could only sign I'm, for I'm really, I'm really confused I think, because I think, every other admin team I've ever seen who've gone into admin, they've been under like a transfer, strict transfer embargo where they'd yeah. have to either, either one. Granted, I don't think they've been able to do one out, one in, but it just seems odd. It's, it, and and it, sounds re, it sounds like we're being really spiteful and we're being really petty. It just, it just doesn't... I don't, so, I don't think it but, does. I think it would... I do think that... Um, it is a bit interesting. I can see a lot of Derby fans trying to spark up a rivalry with us now because of the big clubs in League One mm. thing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh come on, guys! We were just trying to like say nice words about you not getting going bust. Yeah, and now I'm not gonna lie. I'm still not forgiving them for celebrating like they won the league when we got relegated. I do find it quite funny when they are in a financially worse position than us now, and they are still yeah. sending like when Wednesday fans talk to them on Twitter. They send them pictures of Bannon crying when we got relegated. We're like, you're in the same league now, yep. guys. And they they might they're all them players. They, there's some great signings there, but they might not gel. No, they they, they gotta, better get they gotta, a bloody good defense behind if they're gonna play like Mendes line. Because you know what I realized? I realized that Darren Moore. The reason he likes wing backs so much is he likes them to do everything. He likes them to go forward and do the job yeah. back. When Mendes Lang was up that, and he didn't track back for that goal. No. That is, he just wants to be the attacking be player winger. that doesn't have to track back. But, but then again, Mendes Lang is a winger. And I think we may have been trying to make him into a wing back, which he's probably not suited. That for. is true. That is true. So that, is co- that? That, co- that could be where we screwed up on our end, where we were trying to make him something he's not. He great. Like I've seen some of the clips of him playing for Derby over the weekend. 
and he looks blistering. He looks like going forward. Doesn't have to track back because he's got uh, there's someone in that position. I don't. The thing is, at times, Darren Moore was having to play players who were in a who didn't like playing that position. Either they do a Marvin Johnson and they just step up and they enjoy it and they they admit they're not good at it, but they step up and they do a good job and they eventually go into it. Or you have a situation with Lang where he does it, tries it, still not very good at it, and then just like you know what, I'm just not good at, it. I can't do this. And the thing with Lang, we got him in November. And he didn't have a pull pre-season. And the, the, I think the thing that's really annoyed me, it's a typical Wednesday thing to have someone that we come say, get your fitness up, come play for, then get unfit, ready for another club next season. Mm. I still think our business has been solid though. Like, Oh I yeah, think, yeah, it has. I think if they can't get the, the balance right in that team, that could be an issue. But I reckon Derby will actually do all right this season. I reckon they'll... They'll bounce because they nicked that off us, remember? Yeah. Um, is it Femwu <laughs> our only bit of business where we bought a player? It isn't it? Yeah, the only fee we've paid so yeah. far, yeah. We've no obviously got freeze. But... Yeah, but that's still an incredible bit of business. Yeah, and 50k. I, I don't think... Have Derby bought players? Or are they all freeze? I think they're all freeze. Or loans. But I thought you got points deductions for going into admin. I or thought they you already well. had theirs. Unless they had it last season. But I thought that was for... I thought the point deduction last season for cooking the books. I don't know. I don't know. Focus on ourselves. Focus on ourselves. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one. This is from the examiner. Gary Rudolph Monk opened... Be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, Andy. Uh, Gary Monk opens up on firefighting reality manager uh, reality of managing Sheffield Wednesday. Garen, Gary, Garen Monk. Garen Monk. Monk. His name's <laughs> Garen Monk. You've been doing has opened up with me on... for way too long. I know, mate. I used to be able to speak. Has, been, has opened up on the reality of managing Sheffield Wednesday. Monk was appointed as Wednesday boss in September 2019, but lasted just 14 months at Hillsborough, leaving the club in the second, uh, leaving the club second bottom of the championship. Based on points accumulated per match, Monk's spell at Wednesday was his least successful of his managerial career. The 40-year-old, 43-year-old who succeeded Steve Bruce in the managerial hot seat won 19 of his 58 managers in charge of Wednesday before being replaced by Tony Poulis who actually relegated us, by the way. Yeah. That's my comment, not in the article. Um, but then didn't want it on his CV. Um, Monk's been speaking recently and says, and quote, my spells at Leeds, Middlesbrough and Birmingham and Wednesday all turned out to be firefighting jobs where I had about a five-week window to improve results before pressure came to bear from fans and board. All these clubs had fallen from grace, but their supporters and chairmen still had a high level of expectations when it came to performances. I basically had to put a system of play that suited the squad of players I had at those clubs in an attempt to get us out of trouble. That is the reality of managing at a club where you know you've both a limited budget and time to get things right. Former Owls defender Monk hasn't returned to management since leaving Wednesday in 2020, but says he would consider getting back into the dugout if the right opportunity came up. I'm a man without any big ego problems, so if I get an offer from a good club with the right people in charge, I'd be happy to speak to them, end quote. Um, I get what he's saying about the high expectations and the, the 
because there was a thing where I do still think Monk would have kept us up. Yeah. And uh, I, but I did understand at the time why you'd bring in Pulis and just go, just give it a go and try and keep us up because he's never got relegated. But we saw why he'd never get relegated because he sods off before he actually, you yeah. know. Well, but at the time we got and... Pulis, we were also talking to Darren Moore. Yeah. So we could have just avoided it, and Darren Moore could have tried to do it. But then again, has it worked out better this way in a weird way? Because I think if it Darren Moore does kick on for us this season, rather yeah, than I... getting us relegated and then maybe struggling the first year, and we don't know. I think it makes more sense to go the way we've gone, as much as it pains me to say that due to it being us a relegation. But you're giving Darren Moore a better opportunity to try and get it right and get the behind-the-scenes things right. Because even at last season he was saying there was still things behind the scenes that wasn't right like you'd you'd had it Bruce Pulis um, Monk they've all come out and said there was something toxic behind the scenes they're not sure what they never said what it was but there was something not right and I think under more he figured out what it is and got rid of it to a point because it doesn't feel like it's there under the last yeah. lot or I think he, they were all referring to Chancery mm. and Darren Moore can just work with Chancery like Carlos could. Yeah, yeah. It's as much as he says that, like, they were fell when he was at Leeds Middle for Birmingham and kind of the firefighting job. He does get those jobs because he's very good at them and he does tend to do okay. The thing is, there's a reason why you haven't been back in management, management yet. There isn't any firefighting job to come. That's the reason. There'll be a haven't. few this season. Yeah. He, he he could have quite easily at one point had the Derby job because he was linked to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another firefighting job. But I wonder if he's waiting to get a job where he's not having to do that and he's just being extra picky with it. And He could no, get the Derby job now. Yeah. They've, they've not got a manager. Well, they've got Liam Senior. But he's not been given he, it yet, has he? He's in term, isn't he? Yeah. And it really, It'd be interesting to see what Rooney's happens there, gone actually. to DC United. Has he actually gone across there? Yeah, he, he, He's he, gone to he turned up there this morning at DC United, apparently to take the DC United job. And apparently Mrs. isn't very happy with him. Why would it be? What? Why, how is that? Oh, the press have picked it up, I assume. What? The press have picked the thing up about his missive. Apparently it's been leaked that she didn't want him to go back into management yet because he said after the derby job he wanted a break. Why do yep. the press just always get on those things? Yep. It's like all the Grealish stuff when he was on holiday and stuff. They, they latch on to certain things. I get it. I, think it's I, get, I get why he does it sell papers, but if he wants to get back into management, let him get back into management. He's going to the MLS. He's going to... He's going to see what... He already knows that he played there. He'll get to play... Uh, I think he'll get to play uh, David Beckett as an Inter Milan. And then he'll get the reunion with the other Neville. So, yeah. Anyway, back to yeah. back to more direct Wednesday news. Harley yeah. Dean, uh, he's actually gone out on the preseason tournament with Birmingham, so that could be one that's probably not happening. It, do you still think this deal could happen? Because we I probably would dead. be... In, yeah, 
You said that they, last week, didn't you? Yeah, I think, they, more... I think they feel dead. It's new match. The only reason he wasn't playing last time at Birmingham is because he fell out with Bowyer. And new manager, everyone gets a clean slate. And I think that's it. He's got a clean slate. And for me, I if it, it's a clean slate for him, he can push on. Because the thing is, yes, there were Birmingham fans who say he's rubbish, he's not a great manager, he's not a great player, but he was their player of the season for a couple of seasons, and their captain. So he can't have gone that bad. And it, I think, I just think this deal's dead. I can't see this deal happening anymore. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming round to that a little bit more now. Um, and we, we've 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 brought two centre backs in. We probably still need another one though. Yeah, but do you probably. bring a loan in? And it we've could, also we've guys. Sorry, carry on. I'll actually let you speak. Go on. It could be a loan. It could be another loan. It could be like another Gibson. Well, the thing is, Gibson at Everton, he's still not signed a contract, so he's getting close to being a free agent. Would we'll just take Gibson back and actually see what he could do and actually having the permanent instead of a loan. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would because he's he showed in spells like and he's he's got good promise and they're the kind of players that I wouldn't mind taking a risk on if they were free and they were on decently decent wages because mm. they're the sort of players that even if you're not you don't f- slot them in in a couple of years you can make it you make your money back on them sort of thing yeah you know so I think the big one that's be, been weird this week you're watching Sam Hutchinson in the Reading jersey <laughs> the. Uh, the weird thing for me was, no, not the weird thing. Sorry, the thing that fit, that fits for me in my head is the fact that we brought in like Reese James, who can play across, and that we've got players that can play like wing back or centre back. So, do you think I this mean, season we could have a situation where we have three at the back and then we change it to a four or even a five, just like we wing back getting back if we if need be? So you've got five. Well, I I'll always I, I'll always be more of a fan of not playing with wing. I'll always be more of a fan of not playing with wing backs, whether we'll do that or not. I don't know because he does like his back three and he likes his fluidity there, doesn't he? But I think, I think, I prefer, I prefer a four because then you can have players that burst forward and don't have to worry about tracking back. Play with proper wingers. Darren yeah. doesn't play like that then. But that's where we're old school because I've seen as an old school system now. Not many teams play with wingers anymore, do they? Liverpool do. Mm, true, yeah. Liverpool's for like they do. The problem is Liverpool kind of do a hybrid system of it because they expect their central player, they're like sort of like a false nine, even though they don't really technically play a false nine. It acts they act like a false nine because they expect them to even go back. Whereas you stick a, an actual no natural nine up there, you don't expect them to track back. Yeah, you know. But so many, like Man City, who do play the false nine. I'd, I'd be interested. I know I've sort of I don't think the world gone on a tangent with this. Yes, but the, every single player in that team presses. Mm, do you sign a player like Haaland and tell him he's got a press, which would be interesting? It's like the question with Ronaldo, because for, for me, people were saying, well, Ronaldo's part of the problem. No, you stick a number nine up there and you let him there and he doesn't track back and he scores no, you the goals. He's I get, not I get really, what people are saying. I, yeah, I, no. Um, but with the with the Haaland thing, it'd be interesting because he is the number nine. You just stick up there, mm. and he gets you the goals. And I think they should do that because they have got enough in the team to still work it through possession base. Yeah. And if they, it's just Pep hates losing the ball. Yeah. 
And, and that's think, the issue you've got. And there. I think if you look at it from a Wednesday point of view as well, though, Darren Moore's not a fan of losing the ball. He likes to have a lot of the ball. So Yeah, that's he, what this podcast is, isn't it? <laughs> he, he cut, he, yeah, he's not Man City cat. Um, he, he come out and said that he wants to have a tactical fluid system this year, which I don't think he had the players to do last season. And you look at what he's bringing, it's, each player so far can play in a, either can play multiple positions. They're not just static, apart from probably Smith. Smith is the only one out and um, um, Dotdale, who are the ones who where you, you know where your position is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I do. It does make sense. I do. Jesus Christ, I swear I'm getting here. I've not really eaten today because it's been so hot, um, which is a bad idea. I've kept hydrated, but like, I need to eat in a minute. But I ate a little bit too much. Yesterday, I might have just gone a little bit, (laughs) little bit too silly on the food and the the beverages. Yeah, yeah, it was was the first day. It was my only day off. So I I just sat in the garden. Which I don't normally do, and that was a mistake. Yeah, well, I was staying somewhere that I would I wouldn't be able to bring the wine back with me, so I just right. drank the bottle, um, and enjoyed the sun, as you as you do. It's just rude. It's just rude if you don't finish the bottle. We all know that. Well, I bloody bought it, so <laughs> I was gonna drink it. Right. Um, <laughs> Depart at Sheffield Wednesday. Man posts heartfelt message to our supporters. This is a headline from Yorkshire Live. Academy graduate Joe Wildsmith left his hometown club, Sheffield Wednesday, at the end of June, is looking forward to a new chapter with his career at Derby County. Again, we could have just taken it from his Instagram because I saw it on there as well, but we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to give the journal some, some, yeah. some reads in here. Yep. Um, Wildsmith posted on an Instagram account, after 14 years at Sheffield Wednesday, my time has come to move on from joining as a schoolboy at 12 years old to the summer. It is to this summer it has been a journey that has had a huge impact on my life. It was a dream to play for this club, and I leave having lived it. There have been highs and lows, and I, I will take them all with me as I continue my career. I would like to thank all the players I play with, all the coaches that have coached me along the way. I would also thank to all. I would also like to thank all the backdrop staff for all their hard work. It's not backdrop. Backdrop is um a set terminology but we'll carry on yeah back room usually um it doesn't go unnoticed for keeping the club going day in day out and thank you to the fans that have backed me through the years i wish the club all the best for the future i'm sure i'll see you all very soon yes you will joe um tell you what drop a couple of clangers against us and you'll be a legend i don't think it's gonna start though because they're taught that they're gonna bring in a lone prem keeper i'd I kind of feel for him there because it's not like one of them would be like, ha, you thought the grass was greener. I'm like, no, he deserves to go and actually get some yeah. first team football. And I would be a bit gutted for him if he just became a bench keeper again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do want him to kick on. He's a good Not against us, obviously, well, but. But I understand why he wants to leave. He wants first team football. And if they sold him first team football and then they say, oh, we're getting a lone prem keeper, it's like, wait, you're going to play him then, aren't you? Yeah, um, I'll see what happens there. Yeah. But yeah, that I'm not going to do any community topics today because some fantastic ones were submitted into the Discord, but they are ones that require effort and planning that my brain is not on yet. So they don't do not worry; they have been banked, and they brain, will actually be brain is melted. 
Yeah, I am actually going away a few times uh, in August, so I have. I'm going to be doing some episodes um, that are pre-recorded on different topics to do a Wednesday, and then we will probably cut Jake in there to give you an update on the games that have played. Because unfortunately, the season will have kicked off. Yeah. So I won't be able to do the usual summer. Oh, I don't have to worry. We can just do banked episodes if I'm going away, yeah. because we'll need the match section in there. So. When that happens, um, yeah, I will be doing all of that. Sort of match section and send it you over, and you can snip it. Yeah, it's going to be very. It's going to be the the start of the season. It's going to be very, uh, very all over the place in that regard. But, but like, there will be some some good episodes needs planned. A break. Be busy, if you've got any, you deserve yeah. a break. <laughs> God, mate. Yeah, because next year I said I was only going to do this extra work all uh, just for one year. It's going to be a year of hard work. Make that two. Or three. Or this might just be my life now. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, if you've got any ideas for that for the podcast, let us know. If you would like to maybe come on the podcast, if you've got something interesting yeah. to talk about, if you you've got an organisation or you you've got think something you could speak to or a Wednesday experience that you think could make for a good episode, don't be offended if I say I can't make an episode out of that because I probably won't. I'd rather just be like, we go. I don't know. I'm not pretentious in that regard just message me and if we can make yeah. something work we'll make it work um because I'd, be, I'd like to do stuff like that maybe just you and me have a chat and then jake can do the match report jake gets a bit of time off from the podcast i get a bit of time off when i go away and it's all pre-recorded and we we do all of that so um let me know dm me dex at dexterity box on twitter um or at talking wed on twitter and we can do it through there as well um but yeah, it would be nice to talk. I'd love to do some stuff with the organisations that are doing all the good things in football at the minute, getting some guests on that can speak more to that than we are, you know, and there is a few of them. So yeah. if you represent an organisation that does is doing something cool in football reach at out. the minute, indeed. Reach out or we, we will reach out to you, see if we can get something done as well. True that. Right. It's quite cool out here now. I'm enjoying it. I should have... <laughs> I could have... But I... Um, I am going to go and eat before I pass out, sir. What are you doing this evening? Anything uh, else? I am going to go eat as well, and I'm doing nothing. I'm going to probably watch the football later, and I'm probably just going to try and find the coolest part of my house, which is probably my kitchen tile floors, and just lay there and go, oh, this is nice. <laughs> Good shout, mate. Um, yeah, but I think that's, uh, that's going to be it for this week's Talking Wednesday. Take care of yourselves until next time. Keep um, hydrated. I, I might be out here next week as well at this rate yes. if it carries on like this. Keep but, hydrated uh, because it's going to be hotter and if you're down so south even, good luck to you because I've seen what the temperatures are going to be down there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Take care and we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya. <laughs>